Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, let's talk about the provincial housing density plant. Man, there have been a flurry of housing bills in the legislature from this David Eby government here. They want to build more housing, build it quickly. Yeah, we've got a housing crisis here in the province. I don't think anyone can deny that. We need more housing, right? How are we going to do it? Well, part of the plan includes a provincial override on municipalities, basically force them to build more housing, including multi-unit housing, okay? So phase out the traditional single-family home, one home on one lot, phase in multi-unit housing, multiplexes, fourplexes, sixplexes, townhomes, row homes, laneway housing. Now, here's the controversial part here. If municipalities don't get with it here and start doing this, provincial government could step in, force them to build this housing. Now, there's a lot of municipalities on board with this, and others are not not too keen. We're seeing some backlash here. we got Jim Abram standing by to discuss. First, let's have a listen to the housing minister here. This is B.C. Housing Minister Ravi Kalon. The targets for each municipality has been set, meaning more homes will be built soon for people and communities that they love. These housing targets put forward by the province mark a 30% increase in overall housing to be built in these communities compared to what's been previously planned. Okay, let's ramp up this housing 30% more than what cities had been planning to build. Let's discuss it now with my guest, Jim Abram. Jim is the former president of the Union of BC Municipalities. He is a long-time municipal leader, former regional director, Strathcona Regional District, 14 years on the UBCM executive. Jim, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me. Okay, you can understand, I, I think, to some degree, why the province is doing this, right? We're in a housing crunch here. We need more housing. I mean, you would agree with that, right? Absolutely. We do need more housing, but the way they're doing it is completely ridiculous. I mean, it's draconian. Uh, it's not going to work. It's been tried in the States. It doesn't work there. All it's done is set people back because of court cases, uh, not allowing public hearings to give people their democratic right to uh, express their opinion on how their neighborhoods develop, etc. cetera. Um, and if it doesn't work there, in the Midwest, in Portland, and other places, and it's slowing things down, why on earth would the provincial government then look at that and say, gee, let's do that here and slow things down even more? (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about those public meetings, because that's a key part of this, because right now, you know, if there's a rezoning to allow densification or a new project, housing project in a neighborhood, you you could typically have a public meeting 
where neighbors would be allowed to attend a meeting, stand up and say their piece. The province, what, they're trying to, for, they're trying to phase out these meetings? You wouldn't be allowed to have these meetings anymore? Is that right? Well, if they get to the point where they, they're going to force municipalities to build housing. Now, how you do that, I don't know. Because you can force a municipality under this new plan to allow for that new housing, say a, two, a duplex, tri, triplex, fourplex, sixplex, on a single-family lot. Yeah. But who's going to build it? It doesn't matter if they allow it. They're not giving you the money to build it. So is that particular owner rich enough to go and build a house? I mean, I can't even build a, a small cabin on my property. I've got the ability, according to my zoning, to build two principal dwellings and an accessory dwelling. And I can't afford to build any of them. I can hardly afford the maintenance on my own house. So unless they're going to fund it, uh, it's it's just totally you know it's just smoke and mirrors. Well, we've also um, we've also got a we've also got a shortage a building shortage here right now, don't we? I mean, it's difficult well, to find workers and yeah. Try and uh, try and get a builder. Like we've got uh, oh, dozens of builders on Quadra Island where I live, and every one of them will tell you if you call them up and say you know I need a new deck built or I need a new railing built or whatever. Uh, they'll put you in line for two years down the road. Okay, so there, there's a shortage of workers in every part of our segment of our society. Try and get a BC Ferries worker, uh, as everybody in the province knows all about, crew shortages, ferry cuttings, cuttings et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But the main thing is, is that, you know, I was on the Community Charter Council, which was established by the the provincial government of the day in 2002, and it included five UBCM presidents, and I was one of them, um, to, to work with the provincial government and the minister and the ministry to enact a new community charter. And we did, and it was enacted by law in 2003. Page one, read it. Page one puts us as local government, as an order of government, and it means that we have certain rights, and those rights are being absolutely violated by this new um, proposal that mm. uh, the premier and the minister and everybody are putting forward. It's right in page one in the principles. This is local government mandate, uh, land use planning, public hearings. Mm. Yep. It's a crucial democratic local control, community involvement process, and yeah. they're taking that away. And one of the things, Jim, that I've talked to a lot of municipal leaders on this point who feel similar to you, saying that the reason why local government has this authority on community planning and zoning is because we're the level of government, the order of government that's closest to people, and, and we know what's going on in our own in our own neighborhoods. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your concerns, like if this densification goes forward, do cities have the capacity to handle that kind of influx of new residents, whether it's for um, schools, hospitals, uh, fire departments, roads, sewers, uh, parking is a big one. Your thoughts? Man, oh man, you have hit it right on the head. We do not have the infrastructure anywhere in this province to handle any of the growth that we have seen. 
over the last, say, 10 years even. Um, we don't have the roads, the sewers, the water, the hospitals, the schools, the doctors, the ferries, the, you know, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't exist. So let's go and up the densities by six times in a small area, and let's see what happens then, okay? Yeah. We're not going to be able to handle it with that new density when we can't handle it with our existing densities. There's not enough workers. There's not enough money. There's not enough provincial support. Uh, people are reluctant to have, say, a cabin on their property. They're reluctant to rent it out long term because the province needs to address the tenancy acts and all of those things that give tenants rights, but they don't yeah. give the people that rent rights. So those people end up in court fighting with their tenants uh, if they can't move out or whatever. You know, it's just a, it's a complete schmozzle, and that is provincial jurisdiction. Stick okay. with your own jurisdiction. They're messing mm -hmm. with ours, and they are not doing a good job of it. Speaking of Jim Abram, former president of the Union of BC Municipalities, the provincial government forcing through housing density. Uh, let me play a clip here for you from the Premier, David Eby, because one of the concerns that's frequently raised, Jim, as you know, is parking capacity. So if you start yeah. putting in four plexes, six plexes on, in these residential neighborhoods on these streets, uh, where are people supposed to park? Is it going to be like a Carmageddon situation? Now, I asked David Eby about that. I said to him, okay, if you're going to densify like this, where are people going to park? Now, this is what he said to me, then I'll get your thoughts. Here's David Eby. And we need to respond to this housing crisis proportionally. It's serious for families out there. And I know sometimes it's a pain to look for parking for a little bit longer. But to compare that to the, the strain and stress of families that, and individuals who just can't find a place to live, um, I think right. we need to just refocus. Yeah, so he said, look, okay, I know it's a, a pain to park sometimes. Maybe you'll have to look a little harder for a parking spot near your home. But, hey, we've got to put, we got to get our priorities straight here. And the priority is the housing crunch, the housing crisis. Jim Abram, what do you think of that? <laughs> Minister Eby is so out of touch with reality in that comment because you're just going to have to look a little harder for your parking. Well, I'm sorry, there is no parking. It doesn't matter how much you look. There isn't any parking. And they are, in this proposal, reducing the required limits of parking for every unit. Like uh, right now, you have to provide, say, one and a half units of parking for every unit of density that you provide. Well, they're going to reduce that. So it's not going to uh, allow the developer or force the developer to make sure that there's adequate parking. And it's not okay. going to matter whether it's a gas, diesel, or electric car. It's a car, and it's got yeah. to park somewhere. And right now on Quadra Island and in places like Campbell River and Vancouver and Victoria, everywhere you go, there are no places to park. So what do you do? You, just, you have to just keep driving or mm. take some kind of transit. We don't have any transit here, okay? okay. There is no bus transit. Jim, so, we're following this closely. Thank you for coming on with your thoughts and concerns on it today. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it too, Michael. And please follow it very closely because there's going to be a riot at the end of it.